0: Welcome, podcast listeners, to Roll Radio, where each week we listen in as aspiring adventurers play the world's greatest role-playing game, Dungeons and Dragons. Join us as we travel to Faraferoon, where we discover the Sword Coast in turmoil and in desperate need of heroes. In this week's episode, we find ourselves in the Grand Kingdom of Cormyr, where our would-be adventurers learn of the Sword Coast's dire need of help and are called to action. Will they leave their homes and follow the siren song of adventure? Will their destinies be forever changed as they don the mantle of heroes? Well, I hope so. Otherwise, it'll be a really short adventure. Who knows? Let's find out in this week's episode of Scourge of the Sword Ghost! Hey
1: everyone, thanks for tuning in to Roll Radio, and welcome to the first episode of our first Dungeons & Dragons podcast. We've been inspired by the many great D&D podcasts out there to give it a shot try it for ourselves and see what we can do and we are having a lot of fun doing it so thanks for giving us a listen and we hope you have as much fun listening as we do playing this great game but before we start playing let's do some quick introductions and let's meet our players and their characters all right who wants to go first
0: i'll go
1: first hello my name is cliff I play a human named Elric Albion.
0: I am a Eldritch Knight, and I am out to prove myself in the eyes of my father and to slay all my opponents. The Elric is tall. Well, not too tall, probably just six foot even. And uh, he's got black hair, long black hair tied back in a ponytail. Uh, Pretty handsome. He likes to wear dark colors. And he carries his his weapon of choice is a glaive, which is looks like a spear with a sword at the end of it. And uh, that's pretty much what he looks like. Tall, handsome, good looking, but young. He's only 20. Ah,
1: he's young. Yeah. Um, no scars yet. No scars yet. Well, we'll see what I can do about that. Okay, <laughs> very cool. All right, who's next?
0: Hello, I'm Brian. I play a human named Jake. And uh, Jake is a knowledge cleric who worships the deity Ogma. He's uh, somewhat caring and controlling and uh, to protect the common folk and all innocent life is his mission. I'm uh, 50 years old. Uh, I'm about six foot two and uh, I've got, uh, you know, my hair is long and pulled back in a ponytail and it's uh, graying, of course. And, but um, they're streaks of the original uh, rust red color. And uh, I wear a, a long kind of a gray tan canvassy colored cloak. Uh, it's a hooded cloak. And I wear it over my scale mail, which I call my tin can mail. Because um, <laughs> it clanks a lot. Uh, but it's, got, it's the gauntlet's, clank. got the gauntlets, the shirt and the leggings. So the whole uh, scale mail deal and it's pretty noisy. Um, But I carry an iron shield with the uh, symbol of an unfurred scroll that is emblazoned on it, which is Ogma's symbol. And I also carry a mace and a crossbow. But uh, my favorite weapon of all is, of course, my Tome of Ogma, which is this massive tome. um, And it is basically the Ogma Ogmanite Bible, if you will. And You know, when I see somebody and they're misbehaving and they're they're not they're not doing it right. You know, I like to I like to use my spiritual tome of Agma to kind of teach them the lesson.
1: (laughs) Okay, nice. And finally.
2: Hi, my name is Christine. I play a forest gnome named Esmir Elda Gran Murgovir. I'm a wizard specializing in the school of divination. And I am always looking for a clear understanding of the past, present, and the future. And I always appreciate a good practical joke. I'm a gnome, so I'm super cute. My hair is dark green. It's like almost black. And it's kind of like an Einstein kind of hairdo, a little bit longer than that. And I have like random just braids or dreadlocks, just kind of randomly like sticking out different areas of my hair um and then there's like barrettes and stuff in my hair like sometimes I'll find something and I'll stick it in my hair like or sometimes I'll just put a stick in there in case I need a stick for something or like random objects I have my clothes is kind of like uh sting steampunk meets like shabby chic so it's kind of two kind of opposite styles mixed together. And I have lots of patches and pockets and belts and straps and stuff on my clothes. And I have like underneath the patches, there's like objects and hidden pockets and things I need for spells, things I might think I might need. And I have a, um, a gem cut necklace with GG. It's a it's a necklace that's kind of blingy, but it's gems cut into The two letters gg which stand for uh garl glitter gold um and there's a story behind my necklace and not that many people know the story but i don't like to i don't really discuss it if people ask me about it And if anybody tries to touch it i try not to break their fingers
1: Mm, interesting uh and you're not alone right you have a familiar with you
2: Uh, I have an owl, he's my familiar, his name is Asilius, and even though, like, Asilius, even though, like, he's a familiar, I can make him whatever I want, and he can get killed and come back till I can re-conjure him. In my mind, he's always the same owl, like, I see him as real.
1: All right, great. And my name is Mark, and I'm gonna be the dungeon master for this adventure. So uh, let's get started, shall we? We shall. Our story begins in the country of Kormir, one of the most prosperous independent nations on the continent of Feyru. We are high above it, looking down upon majestic mountain peaks, sparkling lakes, and thick emerald forests. This beautiful land is also known as the forest country or as the land of the purple dragon. And this land is ruled by a monarch and swearing allegiance to this king are many, many noble houses. And we begin to see in the distance one of these noble houses. We move closer to a beautiful castle sitting atop a hill bathed in warm sunlight. This castle is called Raven's Home and it is the seat of power for House Albion. We then swoop closer to the castle and its tallest tower and then through the window of a room where our three characters sit at a table. Now, the three of you all live in this castle. It has been your home for a while now. And Elric, this castle is where you've been your whole life, for your father is the Lord Harold Albion. So basically, this is your home. Oh yes. Now, Jake and Esmir, you also live here, for the two of you have been tasked by the Lord to be Elric's tutors. You are as teachers your job has been to teach elric here the ways of the world <laughs> so jake you've been here ever since elric was a drooling toddler because uh when elric stopped pooping his pants lord albion decided it was time to find him a teacher but because Lord Albion thought Elric was special and destined for great things, he didn't look for a teacher within Albion's borders. No, he instead went looking for one in the brightest gem in Cormier's crown, the capital city of Suzeo.
2: That's where all the fancy people live.
1: Exactly. That's where the king and his court lives, Yes, uh, it's definitely where all the fancy pants live. There in the the largest city, right on the shores of the Great Lake Dragonmere, and this great port city is home to two large temples: one to Tamora, the goddess of luck, and one to Agma, the lord of knowledge. Named the Silent Room. Right, the Silent Room, and Lord Albion went there looking for a tutor for his son, Elric, and you took the job. You left the temple for Raven's home to do what? What have you been uh, doing?
0: To go and to raise this child, or to help raise him, to teach him, to
1: become his tutor. Okay, cool. So uh, tell us what kinds of things have you been teaching young Elric here over all these years?
0: Oh, pretty much everything that doesn't make it such a cushy job.
1: Like what? What, is,
0: what is he Like reading, uh, like oh, reading, yeah. like reading and writing, like the word of Agma that's drilled into your head. Um, oh, yeah. So I taught him things like how to be an upstanding citizen and how to be a moral and just and self-guided uh, individual who's um, a respectful individual, yet... He always did have this little bit of a wild side,
2: which is where I come in. And yeah, I—you don't help him. You don't no, help. I. Yeah, I know. I've taught him how to make whoopee cushions out of several different types of leaves from the forest, and put them in interesting places, especially where there's going to be fancy meetings with fancy people.
0: And this is why you're no help. So
1: (laughs) you haven't been here as long as Jake. You've arrived here more recently, here to Raven's home. Uh, Just
2: in time to save them from
1: themselves. (laughs) It's been about three or four years that you've been here. And the reason you're here is because Elric has taken a fancy to magic. And Lord Albion, again, decided to find Elric. A magic teacher and again he looked outside of Albion's borders and again went to Suzale and having some connections in the capital he sought the advice of the king's high wizard on who he would think would be the best magic teacher for his most special son and the high wizard is kind of like the king's hand uh, the king's right-hand person or advisor and also... I, I called him Wizzy. You yeah. call him Wizzy. <laughs> <laughs> and he's kind of like the the head of the Wizards, the Wizards Union, and the, But
2: when fancy people came over, I called them Sir Wizzy. Sir. Sir, sir Wizzy, sir. <laughs> double down. So he doesn't... Double down. Sir Wizzy, sir. <laughs> Just so I looked fancy.
1: All right, Sir Wizzy it is. Uh, so Lord Albion asked Sir Wizzy if he had any suggestions or anyone in mind to be Elric's uh, magic tutor. And you're the person the High Wizard recommended. Now, Lord Harold thought it was strange that a gnome would be his first choice. He was like, I mean, a gnome, really? Shouldn't they be, like, dancing in the woods or something? (laughs) And, um... We do dance in the (laughs) woods. But the High Wizard, you know, assured him... That you were the right choice. And Harold was kind of stuck. Yeah. Because not taking the high wizard's counsel was would be pretty much an insult to the king. And he didn't want to burn any bridges or piss anybody off or anything like that. So he just kind of bit his tongue and he took the advice. And that's how you ended up being Alric's yeah. magic tutor.
2: I kind of, I kind of could see that, so that just made me want to go even more. You know, I was like, I could tell. You know, he had his, he had his nose up in the air. You know, he thinks his son is like super special. Like that's original, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. So, so how's it been going?
2: It's good because Elric's not as stuck up as his dad is, and he does have some sense of humor. So, and he might get good at magic one day. Uh, but first, we, get, we got to perfect the whoopee cushion, and then we can move perfect on from there. Yeah. yeah. Once I he know. can, once he can make me sit on the whoopee cushion, unbeknownst to me, he'll be ready to move on to more okay. advanced techniques. <laughs>
1: uh, oh, that, interesting. Okay, so uh, Elric, how's it been uh, being the student uh, of these two tutors?
0: Oh, it's been
1: joy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well.
0: No, um, oh, but we're both staring at him. Yeah. <laughs> right? All uh, J- J- right? J- well, Jake taught me my letters, taught me my numbers, taught me how to read and write, taught me how to add and subtract and stuff like that. And that's been really cool. He's really big on Agma. I'm not as big on Agma as I think he thinks I am. But, uh... <laughs> hey, now! You know, Ogma's all life is precious, whereas, you know, I I, I agree with all life is... Precious, but but not like goblins and orcs and bad guys and things like that. Their lives aren't kobolds. And kobolds, their lives aren't worth much. But uh, you know, I've I've got this. But and Esmeralda has been a lot of fun. You know, teaching me all kinds of tricks and magic uh, things and whatnot. Um, and she's got her own sense of humor. So it's been it's been good. And life in Ravenswood is good because it's, uh, it's a good sized castle. It's a good like part of the country, I think. So overall, it's been good, you know. My father is a a more or less kind and just Lord, uh,
1: but you certainly don't want to cross him. Yeah, and uh, speaking of not crossing him, you guys have been summoned by the Lord to meet with him in his private meeting chambers on this very day. So this is where you guys are. You're sitting around in this room It's a well-appointed room suited for a noble. There's trophies that adorn the walls and beautiful tapestries and paintings of Albion's previous lords decorate this room. There's a large painting of Elric's grandfather there, and it's filled with finely crafted furniture from Cormier and beyond. And you're all sitting around a large oak table and inlaid and painted on the surface is a black raven on a gray background, and it is the sigil of House Albion. So, uh, you've been waiting for a while, and none of you have been told the purpose of this meeting. I know. Where the hell is your dad? I don't know. He's got some important business to attend to. Oh, there so might
2: there might be a whoopee cushion on one of the chairs. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs>
1: How shocking that. Well, as you guys are wondering why you're here in the first place, the door to the chamber suddenly swings open, and in walks Lord Harold Albion. He is a handsome man in his 60s. He has long black hair that is now mostly gray. He wears a cape with silver trim and a collar of raven feathers. And he is quickly followed by some servants. There's a butler-looking fellow who helps him with his cape and his seat and there's a young woman who quickly fetches some wine and pours him a glass and she gestures towards you three as if asking if you would like some well yes of course all right so she pours elric a glass and you guys are all sitting together here at this table and uh lord uh albion is Mm -hmm swirling his glass of wine kind of thinking about stuff and then he looks at you guys and apologizes for keeping you waiting a, a matter of finance needed some attending to he says and then he turns and looks at you elric and he says do you remember my son when you were a small child and i used to tell you the stories of our great hero of cormier my father of course i do Which, which,
0: which hero are we talking about?
1: (laughs) There's been many more than one. Of
2: course I did my homework.
1: (laughs) And he kind of slowly turns and looks at Jake as if he's disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) And I just look away. Well, I'm talking, of course, of our hero, Sir Istival. Ah, Sir Istival. Yes, of course. We all know who Sir Istival is. The Purple Dragon Knight. Yeah, the Purple Dragon Knight. Yes, who has bravely defended our country against many enemies. I'm sure you remember the stories I told you when you were a young lad, of how he fought the vicious orc lords of the Stone Lands, and how he dispatched Zentarum agents and brought justice along the western frontier. Mm -hmm. And your favorite was always the story of how he defeated the Symbian Raiders in Thunder Gap.
0: Oh yes. At Thunder Gap. That is a rousing tale that I love hearing. (laughs) Over and over again. I taught him that word, you know.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Rousing.
1: (laughs) Then he kind of turns and looks off into the distance and quietly sighs to himself and says, I could have been there by his side. I never told you, but we were friends when we were young. You know, He joined the Purple Dragons as a teenager, and I was there with him, ready to enlist. But your grandfather found out and stopped me before I could. He told me that as a noble, I had other responsibilities. (sighs) I always hated him for that. You had duties, father. (laughs) Yes, you may snicker, Esmir, but what would a gnome know of duty? (laughs) The duties that I performed in Albion while Sir Istival went on to fight boldly against the forces of chaos and evil wherever they threatened our home realm. And I stayed here at Raven's home and learned courtly etiquette and proper levels of taxation in Albion. All important. I suppose so, son, but it was never my dream. For I believe the same as Sir Estival, that the kingdom of Cormier was a light to the world and a shining example of everything that a nation should be. And then eventually, as his power grew, he decided to spread Cormier's vision of justice and goodness into the Western heartlands. And then he stands up from the table and starts to pace around the chamber and continues Yes, he assembled adventurers with the same ideals and set forth to combat evil and chaos and spread Koromir's influence. And he did that until he led his third and final company, the Company of the Sunlit Sea. He led them into the Winterwood and there Istival wounded his leg in a battle against an ancient green dragon. Do you remember that story there, Elric? Oh yes, that's why he walks with the limb. Yes, the wound has resisted any magical healing, and Istival's greatest quests are now behind him. Even so, he has never lost his vision of Cormir as it should be. A beacon, a bastion, against the ever-encroaching darkness. The shining city on the hill. Thousand points of light. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, <laughs> you feel it, my son. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yes. You feel that. I feel it, father. Then Lord Harold takes, takes a pause and takes a sip of his wine and thinks for a moment and says, but I believe, well, I know, Sir Istival still believes it, even though he has retired and is living out his days in Daggerford. And then he kind of looks down and, says why he never returned to Cormier, I'll never understand. Why he picked a small, petty, rural fiefdom is beyond me. You know, Sir Istival and I still keep in touch from time to time. We're sort of, what do you call it, pen pals. Mm.
2: (laughs) Raven pals.
1: Yes, raven pals. And I have received a letter from him recently, and it has weighed heavy on my mind. tells of troubles along the tradeway. Daggerford is crowded with refugees from outlying lands. Goblins and gnolls and orcs have been raiding the countryside. Food is scarce. Tensions are high. But he laments that his efforts to fix the dire situation have been ineffectual. But his biggest frustration was about his inability to find brave souls to help him with his troubles. Where is the new generation of adventurers, he asked. And then the Lord comes up to the table and he slams his hands down on the table and the wine glasses shake. Well, I'll tell you where they are. (laughs) They're pretending to be Sir Istival's in their mother's basement, slaying dragons with dice. (laughs) Or fighting off hordes of undead with their faces glued to the screens of their fancy smart
2: scrolls.
1: (laughs) Then he walks slowly over to the painting of your grandfather, Elric, and he says, Well, I have thought about this long and hard, and I am not my father. And I have decided I'm not going to let that be the way of Albion and my son, you, Elric, will not waste your years in Raven's Home learning etiquette and reading tax spreadsheets. No, <laughs> Elric, you will be the brave soul that Sir Istival seeks. Yes. You will answer the call, and House Albion will carry this legacy into the future. Then he turns to you, Elric, and says, What say you, my son?
0: I say, I say, yea, I will go.
1: Alone, if needs be.
0: No, I'll oh, go you with will you not boy. go alone. Okay. No, you will not go
1: alone. No, enough. you will not go alone, my son. Jake and Esmir will accompany you on this journey. There
0: are many things which you
1: must learn about the wild world. Also, you see.
2: Yeah, just think of how many, how many more things I can teach you if we're not stuck in this stuffy cab, this stuffy castle.
1: That's true. Well, for once, I agree with you, Esmir.
2: With eyes watching and noses pointing up.
0: <laughs> but I'm ready, Father, I'm ready. I'm ready yeah. to go out and prove myself. He's been ready for a long time. Let's go, man. I am on, this, is, this sounds like fun. Give me a like chance, fun. Father, and I shall go. I shall go with my glaive and, and, and my
1: knowledge, and I shall go. The Lord proudly walks over to you, Elric, and pats you on the shoulder and says, I knew it, son. I knew you had the adventuring spirit in you, and I knew you would be willing. Just where do we need to go? Where's our first step? You will leave on the morrow to the Sword Coast. You will pose as travelers, not as representatives of Albion or Cormier. Okay. And you will take the tradeway to Daggerford. Okay. There, you will contact Sir Istival, and he will guide you in this quest. Excellent. Then he grabs both of your shoulders and looks at you sincerely and says, Elric, go and begin your preparations. Make House Albion and Cormyr proud, my son. I shall make you proud of me, father.
0: And I'm going to stand up and I'm going to walk over to Lord Albion and I'm going to say, you know, he's, I'm, I'm, I feel like almost like a father figure to that child. So I will do my best to keep him alive. And to make sure that he doesn't stray from uh, being the prince of all princes that he is destined to become.
2: (laughs) Make sure he doesn't stray from breathing in and
0: out. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. On a regular
2: basis. (laughs) And I tell the king, I'm like, king, this is the deal.
1: I'm not a king.
2: Whatever. (laughs) He's a lord. Whatever fancy pants you are. I know, I know we don't see eye to eye, <laughs> uh, and you like to look down on me, literally and figuratively, which is fine by me because I honestly don't care. I will tell you this. I will protect
1: your son with my life. Yes, Esmir, it is true that we don't always see eye to eye, especially your teaching methods. Your fascination with whoopee cushions baffles me. I half expected one to be under my seat today, but regardless, I know that deep down you care for my son. I have faith that you and Jake will always have Elric's best interests in mind. Now go and make your preparations for your journey, and good luck.
0: Finally, we get the boy out of the home. Yeah.
2: Get out of this stuffy yet very comfortable and well-fed castle.
0: And he gets to spread his wings and spread the word of uh, knowledge. <laughs> knowledge, it's all about knowledge. Come on, boy. Let's go. <laughs> da, 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 I'm going on an adventure. Yeah. we got to bust some goblin heads. Yeah. <laughs> go pack your skimmies. <laughs>
1: so here we go we begin our journey from Cormier to Daggerford so it's almost a thousand miles and you'll be traveling for a little over a month you'll be traveling light with your horses and your gear Esmir, you've got a little pony and you head off you'll you won't be camping the whole time there are plenty of towns and villages along the way you'll be staying at inns you've got uh, plenty of money from the Lord Uh, to take care of any expenses along the way and your travels have gone smoothly you make it to the trade way without any trouble or without any incidents and you really haven't even seen many people on the roads but soon after you start traveling along the trade way you begin to notice more travelers than at any time during your journey and as you uh, look at them you begin to notice that they're not trade caravans um, many of them don't even seem equipped for travel. They seem like common folk. Many are traveling with just the clothes on their back.
0: I want to approach uh,
1: some of them. So, you find a group that's traveling the same way that you guys are going, and you come upon them with your horses, and they look pretty tired, pretty dirty. They seem like farmers. And when they see you, they suddenly become very nervous. They become very wide-eyed and they clutch their measly belongings. And they just kind of are silent. Scared almost. Not sure of what your intentions are.
2: I, I, I'm gonna nudge Elric and I'd be like,
1: talk to him. Where where are you good people off to? You Are you pilgrims? Okay, roll your charisma. My charisma, a save in the tower? No, no, a check. Just check. Just so I would just... Do you have persuasion? Oh wait, I'm going to skills.
2: What's your charisma?
0: My charisma, just a second, is 10. Hmm. Middle of the road there. So it's middle of the road. My persuasion is a plus two.
1: Okay, you can roll that. Roll that in the tower. All right, so with that role, um, they can tell that you are a nobleman. They can see that you are of noble birth. You've got quite the squared chin and a, a fine set of teeth. Of course. And they are uh, a little uh, uh, made at ease by this, and they say, uh, Good sir, uh, we are merely poor farmers, and we are just making our way to Daggerford.
0: I see no goods to sell. Why are you heading to Daggerford without any goods to sell?
1: Oh, good sir. We are farmers who have been displaced by foul beasts. Oh. Our farms were raided by gnolls, and we barely escaped with our lives and have no place to go. Hmm.
2: You were gnolls. raided by who were you raided by?
1: Well, kind gnome, we were raided by gnolls, evil hyena-like creatures. Yes, they they raided our farm and chased us out, and we have no place to go but we have heard that this has been happening all over and that Daggerford is taking in refugees. So we're just trying to get there safely. Hmm. Well, I'm sorry about that. Yes.
0: Justice has to be done.
1: Well, we're just glad you're not trying to rob us, are you? No. 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 We're we're just
0: curious. That's all. We're curious because we... Like I said, we thought you were pilgrims. And we're curious because we saw people in trouble, and we don't like seeing people in trouble, and it looks like you are a bit uh, miffed and muffed and and on your way somewhere aimlessly, and it uh, is not a good thing for a man to lose the, to lose his home. And, I'm going to give uh, him
2: a chunk. Of, I'm going to give him, like, uh, one of my rations to, to share. Here, I don't have, you know, a ton on me, but here, take this. Maybe you guys, this will help you guys out.
0: Yes. And uh, I'll give them a silver piece. I will give them a silver piece as well. Yeah, I have a
1: silver piece.
2: Is there anything else you can tell us that might help us? Because we're going to try and get to the bottom of this baloney.
1: So they begin to immediately dig into your rations as if they haven't eaten for a while. And as they're shoving food in their mouths, they're like, no, we we don't know what's going on, but we know others are in the same situation and are traveling to Daggerford as well. Um, Are you guys heading to Daggerford? We are. In fact, we
0: are headed to Daggerford.
1: We have business of our own there. Well, the refugees kind of look at each other, and then they look back at you nervously, and they're like, well, maybe, perhaps, we could travel to Daggerford together? For protection? There's safety in numbers.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sure. sure, safety in numbers. And it seems like there's a number of people, even uh, outside of yourselves, traveling in this very direction. I believe that, uh, yes, travel along with us. Off we go. Did
2: you, just, did you just see gnolls or did you see
1: other stinky creatures? Well, as you guys resume your journey, over several days, your little group there starts to turn into a full-blown caravan. You start meeting up with others in the same situation, and your group becomes bigger and bigger. And all of them speak of the same news, of widespread raiding by savage humanoids, such as gnolls and goblins and even orcs. They hate orcs. Mm. And as your caravan travels north to Daggerford, you begin to see firsthand along the countryside these abandoned and burned and raided farmsteads. In fact, your ragtag group ends up making camp near one of these farmsteads. As the sun is setting, your caravan circles up for the night within sight of a farmstead to the east. You can see, before the light is gone, that the place is bereft of life. The fences have been knocked down in places and a scarecrow leans in a partially plowed field. So you make camp there, and after dinner you begin to prepare your bedrolls. The night is quiet and the moon is full. There's not a cloud in the sky and the bright moon illuminates the calm night. And as you're sitting around the campfire, suddenly the quiet is broken as noises begin to emanate from the farmhouse. You hear the sounds of things smashing, and breaking. And you even hear what sounds like revelry or hooping and hollering, something about a party.
0: We need to check on the farmhouse. Yes, I agree. I grab my glaive. There's certainly mischief. Mischief afoot. Yes.
1: Then some of the people you're with uh, start to look nervous. And they're like, please, good sirs, uh, if you leave them be and don't provoke them, Maybe they won't bother us.
0: Mm.
2: No. Or you go and show them who the boss is and leave a
1: message for the their friends. Yeah. But but we don't want any trouble. We just want to get to Daggerford. Exactly.
0: That's right. That's why we, well, we don't to want to this place of trouble. Yes. No. People in troubled. their homes minding their
2: own business should be left alone. Not kicked out
1: and Toyed with. But please, kind Gnome, those people have already been kicked out. They have already left for Daggerford, probably. There's nobody there to save.
0: The possessions should not be trashed, and maybe we can find out a little bit about what's going on. You know, By persuading. Persuading them, them through, uh, let's just call it enhanced interrogation techniques. <laughs> you see, Elric, you are seeking knowledge. This is exactly <laughs> what I was hoping for. Let's
1: go! All right, so you start to make your way through the field and head towards the farmhouse, the farmstead. And you're going through this field that's kind of been halfway plowed and the plow is just standing there almost as if someone just left in the middle of plowing it. And you make it past the leaning scarecrow and you make your way up to the fence and you look over and you see this little farmstead and there's a barn that's open and there's a little uh, fenced in area for animals and it's completely devoid of life. And then there's the farmhouse, which has your typical wraparound porch that goes around the front of it and there's some windows there and a door.
0: Has the sound of bashing plates and stuff grown any louder now
1: that we've approached it? Yes, definitely getting louder uh, as you got closer.
0: So I would like to sneak over to this window and kind of listen in and look around and see if I can see anything going on inside movement.
1: Okay, roll your stealth.
0: Okay, so let me roll my stealth.
1: You must have advantage. I te- te- I no, he's got the same thing as you. Scale oh, you got I
0: disadvantage.
1: Yeah. I got chainmail. Not a very stealthy party. And while we're doing this, though, I'm sitting here and and
0: kind of um, uh, looking over at Elric and saying and just kind of motioning for him to you know back himself against the wall. All right. All right. I'm
2: gonna sneak cause I'm a little, gnomey. Okay and I sneak up to the window and I'm gonna like peek in the window.
1: All right. Bro, your stealth. Okay. So as you guys are sneaking up, three of you are being sneaky, making your way up there. The pots and pans that are on Jake's uh, backpack kind of start Jake. to slam together. And one of his uh, tink cups falls off and hits on the ground Uh because he rolled a one on his stealth check and one plus one is two might as well be a one (laughs) all of a sudden all the noises and rustling and stuff that's going on inside the farmhouse stops
2: Um, should we duck? should we go hide in the bushes or something?
1: I said we go in and take them Uh,
0: We could, okay. Okay. Settle down now, Settle down, kid. Settle down. I understand you're anxious.
2: Let's go in and just kill everybody. What
0: about all your lessons? What about all your lessons? Patience, son. Patience. All right. Okay, let's go in and kill him. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you go first. (laughs) We can take him. (laughs) Okay, so I say that we. I'm going to look back at Elric at my side and kind of give him the signal that we're going to move forward and we're going to start moving towards the porch. Okay. And I'll stop here on the other side of the door. And I'll stop on this side of the door.
2: I'm going to stay back here and kind of like kinda stay kinda low and kinda duck. Okay. So when the guys come out to kill them, I can maybe attack them
1: mm. well, <laughs> do you want to ready an action or anything?
2: Uh what should I what can I I can should I ready it? can I ready an action, um let's see. I'm gonna, like I don't know. Like a think. firebolt or something? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Because firebolts are don't take a spell slot, right?
1: Right. All right, so Esmir, you're holding a position there, getting ready to, uh, got a little fire burning in your hand there, ready in case something pops out. Jake and Elric make their way up to the wraparound porch and get on either side of the door and wait. And you guys do not hear anything. I want to try.
0: You see, I, I don't know if the door is locked or unlocked. The door is a little
1: bit open a little okay cool
0: then what i'm gonna do is i'm going to cast my uh thaumaturgy and i'm gonna open it without us being there so we're just gonna be hiding back up against the walls and i'm going to use that to open to swing open the door
1: okay so you guys see jake bring up his hand and gesture at the door And then you see on its own, it just swings open. And does anything come flying out? Nope, nothing comes flying out. And from the angle that you're at, uh, you can't really see in there either. And Esmir, you have the best line of sight from where you are. And even with your dark vision, uh, you don't see anything in the doorway. Ah. Are you signaling your owl?
2: yeah because he could he could go and fly up high through the door, right?
1: Yeah, definitely
2: and go in there and see what's in there and come back out He could do a flyby okay Juucci go fly by huh. shoop, shoop.
1: you can you can speak to it telepathically okay
2: I say that all telepathically.
1: All right, so Asilius takes off from Esmir's shoulders and you see it fly right through the doorway and disappear into the house. And Esmir, in your mind, you hear your owl tell you. Goblin and wolf on other side of door ambush. And roll initiative.
2: Okay, I tell them that there's a wolf at 12 o'clock and uh, I give
1: them the layout. Okay, so Jake, you just watched Esmir's owl fly into the house, and a few seconds later, Esmir yells out, goblin and wolf just inside the doorway, and you are first in initiative order. All right,
0: I'm going to turn, and as soon as I turn, look over my shoulder, I'm going to see goblin number four standing right there. And I'm going to cast
1: a sacred flame at him. Okay, so he's got to make a dexterity saving throw, and he rolls. Oh, he rolls a natural 20. Wow. He jumps out of the way. Holy shit. what was that? Okay, I'm gonna look over at
0: Elric. I'm gonna say, and so, son, it begins. And I'm gonna reach across (laughs) the doorway. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm going to Oh, I can't really bless him now, can I? No. Cuz I was sacred flame. Take that back. Yeah. What's going to bless you? Cuz that's an action. Thanks for mine. That is an action, isn't it? Yep. Okay, well, I'm going to stay put and after saying that to him and I'm going to wait and then when before he goes running in there, don't go running in there yet. Okay. okay. He's running then. He's hankering too. He's got his oh, I know
1: glasses. he is. I know he is. Alright, now it is the wolf's turn. And it sees Jake do that, and it makes its way towards Jake.
2: Didn't and... I ready
1: my didn't I ready my missiles? Oh yeah, you did. So I can pew pew. Yeah, you can. Wait, are you doing magic missiles or a firebolt? <laughs> oh that's what I meant. Firebolt. <laughs> okay. Yay! Hit. Okay. Now on the blood right. drop. Roll that damage. Oh wow. Oh. One point of damage.
2: Wow, I nicked his whisker. Yeah. I nicked his whisker a little bit.
0: Ow! Eek!
1: Alright, so speaking of opportunity attacks, Elric, don't you have something there? Pull our master. I get
0: opp- I get opportunity attack on this guy. While you are wielding a glaive, halberd, or spike horse, have other creatures provoke an opportunity attack from you when they enter your reach. Exactly. So, uh, doorway, it's just a glaive.
1: Miss. Miss. Oh well. Uh, all right. Opportunity. Back to the wolf who snarls at Jake and leaps for him. And he misses. He bites a door jam. He bites the door, It's because
2: he had that Nick whisker, and he couldn't. His depth perception yeah. was off for a second. Yeah.
1: I threw him off. <laughs> I All it. right. Next is <laughs> Goblin Four, who also sees Jake there in the doorway. And he jumps out, and he's going to swing his scimitar at him. And hits. Oh, maximum damage. Does eight Ouch. points of damage. Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> All right, it is now Esmeralda's turn. You are up.
2: So now the magic missiles cost a spell slot. Correct. Now, in, was, is this a situation where I would just go ahead and use my magic missile? Sure. Okay, so I just click the magic missile blood drop then, right? Because yep. it's an automatic
1: hit. Click it three times, once for each missile. All right, so as Goblin Ford jumps out to attack Jake... Esmeralda, out there in front of the house, holds out her hand and three missiles, three darts come flying out of her hand and all three of them choo, 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 land in the goblin. And the damage is enough to kill it. Nice. Cool, all right, it is Asilius' turn. What do you want him to do?
2: I'm gonna have him, cut cause the wolf is facing us. I'm gonna have him go and like nip at the, like just fly past the wolf's head. To okay. give
1: somebody advantage, right? Yep. Alright, Elric, it is your turn. Okay. I'm gonna to move
0: to there. Cause I'm just gonna rush it. Nah. and, <laughs> and uh Visions, so, my boy! slave So I'm gonna attack him. I'm gonna roll my eyes. Wait a minute, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my action search. <laughs> I'm roll my eyes. <laughs> if I do my action search, I get two attacks, right? Does he get right. an advantage on the eye roll? No, no, no. Correct. Right. Um, the action surge. Yes. Correct. Okay.
1: <laughs> okay. Nice. You hit him. Damage. Ooh, ten points of damage. Oh, I killed it. You killed him.
0: Right. Wasted my action surge. Nice. Oh well, I'm in, I'm young. I'm impetuous. I was going to use my action surge to get it. <laughs> Very good, Elric. Very, very you can nice. Make your father proud. Next time, remember, keep a
1: stiff elbow. Stiff elbow. Stiff elbow.
2: My lad. My
0: boy. All right. So you do you want to
1: continue uh, with any movement? Do you want to go in there? Rush in there?
0: Yeah, I'm going to rush in and look around. Okay. Of course.
2: Don't,
1: Okay. Yeah, Slowly. All right. You go
2: first since we're going to protect
1: w- you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That went well. So you guys tried to sneak up to the farmhouse unsuccessfully. But thanks to Asilius, they didn't get the drop on you. And Jake, you are up.
0: Okay. I'm gonna step inside and kind of push my way past him. Brush off my hands as I step inside and I'm gonna look around the room.
1: Okay, do you wanna roll perception? I would like to, and I want to listen for things and stuff. As you guys come in and look around, you see that this is a small little house. Uh, Right next to you is a wooden dining room table with benches for seats. There are some dressers and some cupboards. And in the northern corner of the uh, room is a bed. And on the northern wall is a fireplace with a stack of wood next to it. And in front of you is the entrance to another room. And in between, in the doorway between the two rooms, hangs a red curtain that separates the two rooms, right? Instead of a door. And Jake, with your perception roll, you hear something moving behind the red curtain. Hmm. So I want to um,
0: uh, go over there and I want to put my finger against the little thing, uh, the little curtain and I want to peek inside.
1: Okay. So what's why behind assume, curtain number two? What's behind curtain number two? Behind curtain number two, folks, is Goblin Five, folks. <laughs> Goblin Five. <laughs> and Goblin Five jumps out with his scimitar and brings it down on Jake and hits. Jakey. Oh, seven points of damage, heavy. Seven points, But Goblin Five is not alone. Right behind it is Goblin Six. Ah! It also leaps out from behind the curtain and moves towards Elric. And uh, do you do anything, Elric, as he closes? So my opportunity attack with my glaive. Hit. Hit.
0: Damage.
1: We he's taught good. him well, little feller. Nice, he's gravely wounded. He's got one hit point left. Yes but he continues forward and attacks you and hits. Oh, maximum damage, mm. eight points.
2: Um, can I use my my portent? Like I saw that that was gonna happen and I make him roll a, well, I wanna make him roll a two.
1: Okay. All right, so somehow Esmir knew this was about to happen, as if she could see into the future. And she says, Elric, watch out. And just in the nick of time, Elric dodges the blow. So, Elric, you actually have zero damage now. Okay, cool.
2: I must protect the boy. Thanks, Esmeralda. (laughs) Shh.
1: Esmeralda, it is your turn.
2: I'm gonna run up over here. I'm going to. I'm gonna shoot a firebolt at Goblin 5.
1: Oh boy. Miss. Yeah. The firebolt goes flying past him and hits the curtain, catches the curtain on fire. Misted. All okay. right, Aselius is up.
2: Okay, so I'm gonna have him fly past. Can he. Yeah, fly over here and give advantage
0: to Jake.
1: All right. All right, Elric, you are up.
0: All right. I'm going to close with this goblin. I'm going to target him.
1: I'm going to swing at him. Miss. And I'm going to miss it. Don't forget your butt. The butt of your glaive. And the butt.
0: Oh, the, the bonus action. Um, That's right. Good thing you remember that. All right. So I'm going to hit. swing
1: with the butt end of the glaive. Damn. That hits. Hit. Roll damage. All right, you finished him off. Nice.
0: <laughs>
1: All right, Jake, you're up. Okay. Jake, you have advantage.
0: I'm gonna hit him with my mace. With advantage. Hit
1: the face. Mace in the face. This is this. Ah, <laughs> oh, miss, with advantage. Miss. Wow. A one and a three. Wow. Oh, man. That was a seven and a three. Oh, third. that was a seven? Wow. Yeah. Miss.
0: So, okay, so then as a bonus action, I'm going to spread a little love on myself, burn a spell level slot uh, one, and give myself, um, heal myself with my words. <laughs> oh,
1: come on, please help. Okay. Six. That's better than having two hit points left. Not too shabby. Uh. All right, we continue with Goblin 5, who continues to attack Jake. And he rolls a natural 1. Yeah. Oh, critical You're fumble. Right. It's going to swing around.
0: It's going to club himself in the face.
1: <laughs> in the macy face. In the macy right, face. Let's roll on the critical fumble table. He has the wind knocked out of him. Make a DC 12 constitution saving throw or your next attack will be at disadvantage. All right, so he somehow knocked the wind out of himself trying to hit you there. That's gonna be, all right, DC 12, he rolls. Oh, he rolled a 12, so he makes it. So what does that mean? Nothing happens. Well, his next attack's are gonna be at disadvantage
0: or not?
1: No.
0: Okay. Jeez.
1: He recovered. OK. Esmer, you are next.
2: Um, I think I'll just do my firebolt again.
1: Yeah. OK, you hit him. Ah. Roll that damage. Eight points. And that's what kills him. Oh, nice. got him. Nice.
2: And then I'm going to look around the room. And do I see anything in my vision that's hiding somewhere? Like goblin one or two or anything
1: like Uh, that. roll roll perception.
2: So let me roll my perception.
1: All right. So with that really good perception roll, you keenly observe that there is nothing else in this room. There's nobody hiding in this room. No goblin one or two. (laughs) Okay. You just notice that it has been completely trashed. Furniture, belongings, everything's just smashed and pulled out and ransacked. All right, Asilius' turn.
2: Okay, so I'm gonna have him fly back to me.
1: Okay,
0: Elric, you're up. From where I'm standing, can I push the curtain aside with my glaive?
1: Yes, definitely. Okay, I'm gonna do that. That's a big-ass glaive. Okay, so you use your glaive to move aside the smoldering curtain and you look in and see the kitchen. There's a table for prepping food, a wash basin, pots and pans, uh, but you don't see anyone else in here. Uh, but you do see a back door and another door to your right and what looks like a trap door just to the left of it. Okay.
0: Um, I am going to step into the room. All right, Jake, you are up. Um, okay, I'm going to turn the flame down. I'm going to use my Thaumaturgy. And I am going to turn it down, way down. Where am I at with my, uh... I'm just thinking that I can use another bonus action to heal myself again. Oh, I've got nine points gone already, I only have eight left.
1: Okay, sounds good. Roll that uh, cure wounds die there. Nice, seven hit points back.
0: Nice. So those are two of my slots gone out of three.
1: Okay, Esmeralda, what are you doing?
2: I'm going to.
1: What can I do? What should I do? I don't know what to do. Well, there's. Looks like there's two more areas you could try and check out. There's
2: the trap door, and then we have that little other
0: room there. It looks like a
1: pantry. Yeah. Can I yeah. go mm. in here? You sure can.
0: And I'm going to. Well, certainly don't go hiding behind the boy.
2: I'm not hiding behind him. <laughs> I will jump in front <laughs> and of him if I need to. And I roll my eyes with the fuck two <laughs> <laughs> eye roll
0: advantage. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we have to create a skill for eye rolls. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and if you fail, if you get a one, like you get a cramp in your eye, like you... <laughs>
2: yeah, your eye like gets... So
0: now you have disadvantage on your attacks because you only got one eye. Yeah, and your charisma goes <laughs> down for like four hours.
2: Because <laughs> you look like an idiot. <laughs> and everybody you walk up to is like, what's wrong with that guy? <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. All right, uh, Elric, what are you doing? All right, I'm going to stride over to this door and I'm going to-
0: Oh, he's striding again. I'm going to open it. I want to know what's in this dark grayed out area. Careful, boy, careful. (laughs) Patience, my boy.
1: All right, so you stride on over there and open up the door and it is indeed a pantry. Okay. A pantry that is quite empty and ransacked. Okay, Jake, what are you doing? I'm going to go in here, I'm going to
0: squat down, and listen to the <laughs> trap door. <laughs> take a crap on a trap door. Now, I'm going to squat down, and I'm going to put my ear up to the the thing,
1: and I'm going to roll my perception, right? Yes, sir. Okay. With that perception roll, you definitely hear something right on the other side of that trap door. Oh. Some stinky breathing.
0: Okay. Then, um, and once again, I'm the one who stands there when the thing comes flying out. So I'm going to take one step back and say, something's down there. Back up, boy. Back Back up, up, boy.
1: All right, so Esmer, you see Jake take a step back from the trapdoor and say, something's down there. What do you do?
2: Um, all right, so how would I use my mage hand? Do I just say I'm gonna use it?
1: Yep, just say you're gonna use it. It's a cantrip. Okay. Doesn't cost you anything. It doesn't cost me anything? Yep, so just uh, say how you're gonna use it.
2: Well, okay, the way I'm gonna do it is that um, when I wave my hand like this, the mage hand comes out of my hand. Like, it's just extending through my hand because I like making things look cool.
1: Okay, cool.
2: Okay. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to have the mage hand go over there and open that trap door and then go and wave at whoever's down there.
1: Okay. So uh, the spectral mage hand floats over to the trap door and lifts it open. Creak. And just inside there, standing on a ladder Goblins. is a goblin Matt. who has a look on its face like, oh, shit. <laughs> Alric, what do you do? All right. He's right in front of me, so I might as well take a swing at him. Hit. 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 Nice. damage. All right. Seven points of damage. Now the bonus action. Oh, miss. Miss.
0: Ping, ping.
1: That's okay. Good hit, boy. Wait. <laughs> Jake. You're up.
0: Spot on. Okay, so I'm going to move over to here, and I'm going to take my mace, and I'm going to try to slam it on his head. Miss.
1: Oh, missed. What is with him? He's hard to hit. He's in that trap door there. That little trap door (laughs) is tough to hit. So now it's the goblin's turn, and he sees the situation that he's in and he decides to disengage and scoots down the ladder and disappears into the cellar. All right, Esmir, your turn.
2: I'm feeling a little crazy. It's the the gnome in me. It's the gnome in me coming out. I'm feeling kind of crazy. I'm going to jump down there and I'm gonna just go as fast as I can, run down there and just shoot a fire bolt out and tell these guys to come behind. I'm like, tell them to follow me. I'm gonna okay. go down there. So that when I shoot the fire out and they're behind me, they can see what I, they can see the room. It's gonna,
1: like, do a flash of light in the room, right? Yep. Okay, so Jake and Elric, you watch as Esmir takes off and heads down through the trap door, yelling, Follow me. And Esmir, you get down there and see a cellar filled with barrels and crates and junk, and you see the goblin looking for a place to hide.
2: Okay, so I shoot my fire bolt out. Miss. Why? Why?
1: Oh, it flies past him into the room and into the junk and sets some things on fire. I really just want to, I want that to be cool. Isn't there something you can do?
2: Yeah, I'm gonna use my portent. Okay. I'm totally using my portent on a fireball, but that's okay.
1: <laughs>
2: so I'm feeling crazy. That's I'm feeling okay. crazy but like you a hit little, I hate him,
1: right? So yep. Go ahead and roll damage. Alright, three points of damage. Okay, now what uh what is Asilius doing?
2: I'm gonna have Asilius just come down and land on my you know, stay on my shoulder for now.
1: Alright, Elric, you just watched Esmir jump down through the trapdoor and you saw a bright glow of light. What do you do? But it's totally dark down here, isn't it? Well, Esmir's firebolt seems to have caught something on fire. So there's a dim glow now filling the cellar. Uh, not a roaring blaze, but like a smoldering of coals. Enough so you can make some things out.
0: Okay. You yeah.
1: see the yeah.
0: So that was 5, 10, $10 fire bolt 15, for 20, 25, and 30 will bring me right up to him. Oh,
1: but the stairs were double.
0: Ah, okay, so but I go back. But you gut. have reach
1: with your glaive.
0: Alright, so I'm uh, swinging at him then.
1: Okay. Miss.
0: Miss. Uh, the bonus... Uh, no, I can't, he's too far away for the bonus action. No, he's bonus not, net, is he?
1: You can do it. Swinging around. Finish. Another miss. Jake, you're up. Does he understand my language? Pretty sure Goblin is one of the languages you picked. Oh, okay. Then in
0: Goblin, I'm going to say, I'm going to hold out my hand and say, By the power of Agma,
1: gravel! <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So, what does he have to do now?
0: He needs to make a wisdom saving throw 13 or higher. Okay, here we go. Oh, he blows it. So, he's prone. So now, um,. And so here's what it says. The target falls prone and then ends its turn. So he's basically turn he's
1: prone for one round. Alright, so that's what he's gonna do on his turn. Bravo before Agamemnon. He's
2: prone to dying. <laughs> nice. Alright,
1: Esmir, you're nice. next. What do you want to do?
2: Should we ta- should we do you think he'll talk? You tell him what he's doing? Ask him what he's doing here? So Find him! yeah i'm gonna go i'm gonna go up to him and be like yo guys let's tie this sucker up
0: yeah let's do that
2: uh, we tie him up a we gotta question this
0: Bastardo. it wouldn't be <laughs> persuasion
1: right what would it be it could be persuasion it could be anything charisma based it could be intimidation You could spice it up a little bit with some of your voices voices or any of your spells, maybe? My intimidation
0: is a minus one. Maybe thaumaturgy? I could do that. I could maybe try to scare him a little bit by, by stepping up and making my voice boom three times louder than normal and then send tremors through the floor.
1: You. Why are
0: your people ransacking the farmlands.
1: Okay, roll intimidation with advantage. Oh yay.
0: I kind of need it since so it's a negative. So with that
1: you can see that this goblin is definitely intimidated by you and it starts to tremble as it says, the, 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 the red wizards told us to.
0: What did the red wizards tell you to do? I say pointing my glaive at him.
1: Okay, roll your intimidation. Also with advantage. Intimidation. Okay, so you can tell that this goblin is not as concerned with you or your sharp glaive, and he just keeps kind of nervously looking over at Jake instead and doesn't answer your question. I
0: roll my eyes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) With (laughs) advantage. Oh, I have a zero intimidation persuasion. Sure. I'll be like, just just tell them what they want to hear so he doesn't have to roll his eyes anymore. (laughs) (laughs) We'll untie you. We'll give you a snack. Snacky? Snacky good?
1: Go ahead. Roll persuasion.
2: Snacky snack?
1: All right. So not bad. So at the mention of snacks... Uh, he seems to kind of perk up, and he uh, starts to say, "Ah, uh, the, the red wizards—they just—they tell us to come here. Why? Or, don't know why. <sighs>
2: just, are they diverting? Are they trying they to just, just tell
1: us to go? We go.
2: They're Just causing chaos to try and divert their attention to something else. Are you collect? Are you looking for something? Nah." Okay, so do I'm gonna the red go.
0: wizards? Do the red wizards want the farmland? Or where are the red wizards who are sending you out
1: doing this? Are they coming to the farm afterwards? We don't know where red wizards are. Somewhere in the Vale.
2: Okay, and so I'm gonna now. Let me go. I'm gonna put my hand on them, and I'm gonna say. But why do they want you to do this? And I'm going to shock and grasp them.
1: <laughs> Uh-oh. All right, drop the blood drop on him. <laughs> oh, maximum damage.
0: Right. Ouch. I thought
1: you were going to give me snacks. Does, any, does that ring a bell? Wait, I, what was the question? I forgot Why it. do they want you to do they this? They don't tell us why. They just tell us to
2: do. And we obey. What did they tell you to do?
0: Cause chaos. Kill. Pillage. Murder. Steal. <laughs> Party. Woohoo. I'll take his head off with my blade. Wait. Oh. <laughs>
2: I think, I think, I think we know all that we need to know from this guy. We're through with this guy.
1: You guys hear footsteps upstairs again.
2: Let's, let's hide behind something. Let's all hide behind something. And whatever it is, we'll get a sneak attack on it if it comes down here.
1: Okay, so as you guys are taking positions upstairs, you hear smashing and things being moved again, things being tossed. Oh, all over again. Okay. You hear, Woohoo! This is great! Party! This is awesome! So by the
0: sounds of the footprints, how many approximately are there?
1: Roll perception. You hear the sound of three sets of footsteps, and one that sounds like pause. Oh,
0: they're back with a wolf. Three and one. I say that we lure them down here and pluck them off one by one, and then get the hell out of here.
1: How are you gonna lure them down here? I'm going to use right. my... You speak goblin, remember?
0: I do. Um, calling for help, so I don't even have to really use this thing, but it's fun. No, don't
2: call for help. Just be like, hey, I got some treasure down here. So it he doesn't come down ready to fight.
1: Yeah, that's a good one, too. Okay, so you hear something walking up towards the trap door and then called out, hey, what's going on down there?
0: We have treasure.
1: Okay, roll <laughs> your deception.
0: <laughs> come down. <laughs> with a minus one.
1: Yikes. All right, then you hear him say,
0: Who is this? This is Goblin Five. (laughs) (laughs) Idiot. We're hiding behind boxes. And then I look over at Elric and I poke him with my elbow and say, Listen, take notes on what we do. (laughs) Okay.
1: (laughs) Okay, so while you're explaining this to Elric, uh, the goblin sticks his head down through the trap door and sees you guys there and yells, Intruders! Intruders? Where? Interlopers! (laughs) Interlopers! Party (laughs) crasher! Interlopers. Interlopers. (laughs) All right, so those of you with readied actions, now's your chance. Dining bolt. Okay. So he's in the trapdoor. He's like uh, sticking his head down through the trapdoor, looking down into the cellar. That's all I need. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's all you need. All right, go for it. Make a ranged spell
0: attack. I will take my guiding bolt, and I will drop on him with he.
1: Plus five. Miss. Uh, missed. God, I'm s- missing all my attacks. And that's a spell slot too. Yes, that was, that's my last spell slot. So it was not enough. As the guiding bolt comes flying out of your body towards him, his little head sticking in the trap door there, he Dodges just in the nick of time. All right, Esmer, are you doing anything?
2: I'm just gonna shoot a firebolt at this guy.
1: Damn, I better hit that son of a bitch. Hit. Nice. Oh. Roll damage. Zoinks. Unconscious. Oh, you killed him. killed him. I killed him. Oh man, you did maximum damage on that firebolt. I know. That thing goes nice. flying through the cellar hits him in the face that's sticking through the trapdoor and ah, he falls down into the cellar. Damn! And you hear footsteps upstairs that are running and then they stop.
2: Damn. I might have uh, a Asilius fly up there and just fly through the room and go outside. You know what I mean? Just to completely distract them. And as he's flying up, we'll come up behind, it, behind him.
1: Okay. So, Asilius flies off your shoulder and heads up through the trap door. And a moment later, you hear him say in your head, Goblin and Wolf in kitchen. All right, Jake, what do you do? Okay, so I'm going to poke my head through and see if they're looking. All right, so you poke your head through and you see that they are being distracted by the bird. They're looking at the bird.
0: They're looking at the bird, okay. So then I'm going to go...
1: Into that corner, can they see me? Yeah, once you start making your way through, they'll have heard you uh, coming out. They
0: would have heard me coming out yeah. anyway. Okay, cool. Then what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna come out, then and I'm gonna stop here. I'm gonna sh- try to shoot him with a crossbow. Okay, um, at the wolf. Okay, hit and I hit 1d8 plus one wounded five points.
1: Esmeralda. So, what's my? I don't even know what my movement is. Let's see. It's twenty-five feet because you're a little itty-bitty gnome. I'm going to shoot the wolf
2: with my
1: firebolt. Ah, uh, miss. Damn it! Shit! No, the firebolt okay, is flying this. out of the kitchen. The All right, so Elric you saw Jake run up the ladder, and then you heard the twang of a crossbow, and then followed quickly by Esmere, she scampers up the ladder with her little legs, and then you hear the distinct casting of a firebolt, and then Esmir yelling, damn it, what do you do? Okay, five, 10, 15, 20, I can
0: do that. Can I reach the wolf?
1: Yes, definitely.
0: Alright, so I'm gonna target the wolf and my glaive. Hit.
1: Hit. Hit. Nice. Nice.
0: Damage. Oh, you killed it. Killed, killed it. it. So I don't need to. Good work, boy. Good work. Jake, you're up. I'm gonna come running out to here. Ah! And I'm gonna turn when I see him. Uh can I whack him with my mace or do I have to keep using my crossbow
1: because I had it out? Uh you can use your mace if you drop your crossbow. Hit roll damage.
0: Jeez, three. Uh you rolled a one. A one? Yeah, well I was running by him, right? And it was like, whoa, whack! <laughs> uh-huh.
1: <laughs> and he turns around and he's like, oh yeah? He hits you. Ow. Four points of damage. Oh. Okay. and then this this pantry door bursts open ah. and this goblin comes out and he goes after elric uh-huh. and he swings his scimitar yeah, 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 yeah. party crushers <laughs> and he hits. Uh, four points of damage okay all right so the wolf is dead but there are two goblins left one on elric one on jake and they are pissed. They're like, you guys are party crashers. This was our spot. We was going to party tonight. <laughs> and Esmir, it is your turn. I am going to
2: this guy's right next to me, right? I was thinking I'm going to shock and grasp him. By the I'm going to grab him by the ear. Just zap him by the ear. I'm going to grab him like, you idiot.
1: Missed again. God! Bull crap, Elric. That's All
0: right, just I've friends. got goblin number three targeted, so I'm going to swing at him. Hit, nice. Hit, damage, five Uh-oh. points. Killed him.
1: Enough to kill him. Killed him. Oh, oh okay, great. Five, five points. Okay, so you can keep moving and uh, use your butt. Okay. So, five,
2: ten. You gonna
1: swing your butt? Swing your butt. Dozy doe. do
0: okay. let, let me target this guy. Missed. Missed. Okay. Jake, you are up. <laughs> I'm gonna move to this side of him. This farmhouse was
1: ours. You ruined our party. <laughs> <laughs> and and I think this was the key word there, little goblin.
0: Advantage, Soon I'm going to, be to dead goblin. drop a mace on his head.
1: <laughs> Mason is missed. Missed. Oh, what the With advantage fuck. even. Missed. Rolling crappy. My God, I am. My it's God, all, my, attack, my attack rolls are what's killing me. He's going to keep on you. And he misses as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: like a really not very good
1: movie. All right, Osmeralda. Um, I'm going to target this
2: sons of a bitch. The shocking hey, grass
1: on my Missed.
2: How do you miss a shocking grass? Uh,
0: <laughs> you can knock it aside. You knocked your hand aside.
1: All right, Elric, it's cleanup time. Your tutors aren't Showing, uh, showing you a very good example. Okay, I think it's time for you to show him how it's done. Okay, I'm too worried if I...
2: about his well-being. <laughs> all right, I'm trying it.
1: So here we go.
2: We're too busy cracking one-liners about the goblins.
0: And, and he hits, and he's gonna kill him. Ah, wow! Amazing. It's a death.
2: See, we planned it all along. We're trying to build his confidence. That's right. So we like, we're like, oh, I missed. Why don't you
0: kill him. All right. <laughs> <laughs> We want him to right. actually succeed and get. He needs the experience points. Right, right. Good show, my boy. I'm glad you're listening. And so our heroes have begun their novel quest leaving their home behind and entering the unknown western hotlands on their long journey to meet the famous uh, Sir Along the way they saw with their very own eyes the rumored troubles along the Sword Coast and had their very first taste of what it means to be a hero. Who are the mysterious Red Wizards? What is the purpose of the Goblin's Rowdy Parties? Ended Elric back of skivvies for the journey? Who knows? Tune in next week to find out on Roll Radio!
1: Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Roll Radio. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this first episode and that you keep tuning in as our players discover the grand adventure that awaits them. And I discover how to make this podcast sound better. Uh, In the meantime, if you want to discover more about us, where to find us on social media, how to support us in this endeavor, visit RollRadio.com. That's R-O-L-E. The Roll Radio theme was composed and produced by Andrew Capone. Check him out at andrewcapone-composer.com. All the in game music and sound effects that you're hearing are from Sirenscape. Want to bring your tabletop RPG to life? Of course you do. Check them out at Sirenscape.com. We're playing Dungeons and Dragons 5th Edition and the Scourge of the Sword Coast module, which are properties of Wizards of the Coast. Check them out at dnd.wizards.com. Again, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, And we'll see you next time when a new player joins the party.